It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Pod. Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey, everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking. You should be getting this show on Tuesday, perhaps Wednesday, but probably Tuesday. And I hope it's been a great beginning of the week for you. I know it's been pretty interesting for me. 
to say the least, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I seem to say that every show, and then I seem to say that I say that every show. But, uh, you know, I think uh, for some of the shows this week, I want to uh, concentrate um, not so much on things in the world, um, you know, on all the shows, but things that concern you and I, uh, you know, at the present time. You know, the average person, you know, uh, what's going on in their minds uh, about issues uh, maybe unrelated to Turkey or unrelated to the show I did today on uh, what are the things that Americans really worry about, you know, health care, uh, you know, the national debt, uh, you know, how are you going to put food on the table, all those kinds of things. But uh, it's getting to be holiday time in the United States. Uh, it's October and right around the corner. I was just talking to my family members today about what we're going to do for Thanksgiving where it's going to be, uh, whose house. There's some new family members who moved to the area. So that'll be a nice dynamic of having new people and some new additions to traditions and things like that. Uh, that's very exciting. I mean, you know, lots of things have been, uh, you know, very similar for the past few years. And, uh, you know, the changes will be uh, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, when I was out today, uh, I usually bowl on Mondays and another day during the week. I'd love to bowl. I've, I've, you know, I love to play golf. I love to do anything athletic. And uh, I was noticing uh, you just what I always do when I go bowling, just how friggin' nice people are. I mean, these are not, when I meet people at the bowling alley, they're most of the people, 95% of them are people that I don't see outside of the bowling alley. I mean, I just have met over the years. And they are so wonderful. Uh, they're so sweet. Uh, they're funny. They're the best friends ever that are not my friends, but acquaintances. I mean, kind of like a temporary friendship. You know how that goes, where you see somebody someplace and they confide everything about their lives. They fool around. They bring things in and they're just as sweet as could be. It, it just makes you feel wonderful about human beings that uh, that people can be that nice and they're every intellectual level every uh level of society in terms of people who have money galore and big fancy cars and people who just barely make it there but it's just a wonderful slice of americana and it's uh i wish the whole world was compi comprised of the people in the bowling alley to be honest with you it would be a better place but when i was thinking uh, or what I was thinking about uh, today uh, when I mentioned the holidays and these people confiding in me is I had a conversation yesterday with my producer and I said, you know, which are the most popular shows, uh, you know, uh, that, that I've been doing? Do people like the shows on, uh, you know, politics? Do they get over? Does that get overdone? I don't want to get, you know, negative. I don't want to be berating people or anything. Do people like self-help shows, whatever? And one of the, it was very curious, uh, you know, I pretty much do what I'm thinking. Sometimes I'm thinking about something and I don't do a show because it may be too dark or it may be too, you know, something that maybe is too silly. I, I don't want to waste your time on that. I may find it very funny, but I like to do serious shows. I like to do uplifting and spiritual shows. And I did a show on loneliness and, uh, it was uh, amazing. He says, yeah, you know, we, we were going over the shows and he says, hey, you know, a show that you did just almost double the number of your other shows. I said, yeah, what show is that? Because the, the numbers on, on our shows, I'm just thinking, have been very good and, and they continue to grow all the time. I'm very pleased and thank you. And uh, he said, yeah, the show on loneliness 
I said on loneliness, you know, I've done a lot of funny shows and this and that. I said, you know, I wanted to throw that out because it's important. I said, but I thought that probably might be a low rating show, you know, or a lower rated show. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I like to be honest. I put the show out anyway. And he said, no, 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 no. That was, uh, you had a lot of people really tune into that show. I said, you sure the show on loneliness? And he says, let me look at the analytics right now. And, Got on the computer and punched up the analytics for the show. And, and sure enough, there's loneliness. Boom. I mean, way up there. Uh, you know, a, a, a really a, 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 a really a big hit. Uh, a big number of people uh, watching, you know, listening to that show, downloading the show, uh, you know, sharing the show. And I said, well, I, you know, that's true. I said, because that's a very important thing to people. I, you know, I underestimated the importance of that. It's, uh, you know, of, of loneliness. For people, it's a very serious issue. And uh, then I was thinking um, of the bowling alley today, of the show, and, the, the, and how people, when they come to the bowling alley, they, it's not just for, it's not just to bowl, but it's also, it's not people who are mentally ill or anything else like that. There's people who don't want to be alone. They want to share an activity, a hobby, a fun thing and, and they do it in the presence of other people and when they see that you're all right they start to kid around with you in kibitz and uh, they're not lonely number one uh, in a hurry uh, because bowlers uh, next to you are usually very very nice and you know like to tease and fun and have a good time and encourage you and things like that you know uh, the other thing is that's why they seem to confide in you if you look like a decent person it helps, I think, human beings. They don't even realize they're doing it. They're combating loneliness. They want to tell you their little aches and pains. I, I can tell you that I do the same damn thing, and I'm not even aware that I'm doing it. I, I mentioned to people who follow the show, I got stung by a bee the other day. Somebody, you know, several people came over to me today. Uh, you know, Would you like some chocolate? Would you like a cookie? Would you like it? No, no, you know, thank you. Uh, oh, come on. I said, no, no, no. And I was kidding. I said, I got stung by a bee. Oh, you got stung by a bee? I, oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, I went to the doctor the other week. You can't even get your bowling in. People want to start telling you everything. You know? They don't want to be lonely. They want to be connected to other people. They don't want to be on their cell phone. They want to come up uh, like people. They want to put their hand on your shoulder. They want to be uh, close to you uh, and close to other people. It's not that they're just doing it to me. And they're very, very, like I said, friendly in a very genuine way. And it's amazing. So the loneliness show makes more sense uh, when, you, when you put it in that context of what people do or don't do in other situations. And the thing, like I said, that I noticed today is about confiding in people. You know, these little personal things. Sometimes people confide too much. You know, they, they, they tell you things that you don't need to know, but they, they have this need to confide in you. And I looked up, as I always do, I started doing a little research today on, uh, on Americans uh, and people in general, you know, about them feeling loved or feeling lonely or feeling whatever. And lo and behold, there it is. There's a study in 2019. It, it doesn't matter which study, but it's it's just a poll for better on behalf of a of a of a magazine called Better Help of 2,000 Americans, and they came up with the idea that one in four people don't feel that they have someone to confide in, according to new research. And I said, you know, that that's true. That's 
there's something to that, that even though people share their feelings, uh, when you start doing statistical research on this, about 70% of the people or seven in 10 people uh, have held back how they really feel at work from coworkers, uh, you know, and other people, uh, from friends, from partners. Uh, they'll tell people only so much, but then they don't, can, uh, you know, confide the whole thing. And these studies have also shown that uh, nine in 10 people, or about 90% of the people, admit to downplaying their emotions so they don't worry or burden a loved one. So if somebody's worried about being seriously ill or something else like that, you know, or getting a divorce, or they're, they're worried about they may need to go to a psychiatrist or something, they don't want to tell anybody. They might say, well, I'm not feeling so good. I'm just a little down or whatever. They downplay it. And it, the loneliness and, and uh, you know, the things that we see that people do starts to make more sense when you look at that. People have created these artificial and virtual environments uh, and unusual expectations about their relationships to other people where they, you know, don't, don't have an outlet for things. Now, one of the things that these studies have found is that young people between 18 and 30, they seem to be seriously withdrawn many of them. And man, this is what I tell you. I, I have mentioned that on this show a million times. Uh, my son is 37 years old. My other son is 35, excuse me, 34. Uh, you know, uh, my uh, one daughter is, uh, is 36. And uh, I've been saying this for years and years and years. You see this in grocery stores. You see this in malls. You see this in movies. You see where people are, they're very odd. They're very, particularly in grocery stores. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the last places people congregate, you know, when, when people are not at malls as much anymore or those kinds of things. The stores are buying everything online, but people don't seem to know how the social graces, social skills, they don't know how to say excuse me or smile and, and walk around or shake hands. It's just very, very strange. Uh, so the research seems to bear some of, at least my observations out and other people's observations, that across the board, people in this 18 to 30 range in particular, they're uncomfortable in their own skin. They don't seem to know how to interact socially, and they certainly don't seem to feel that they can really confide comfortably in people uh, about money, their job stress, their parents, their friends, uh, or their partners, things like that, you know? And what happens with this is we, we're finding out that holding back these emotions, it, it pretty much causes those people to manifest this anxiety or this holding back of this emotion in physical way, ways. People found out that people, and, you know, who hold back these emotions have, this is no big surprise, this is classic psychology. They have trouble sleeping. They have uh, poor focus. They have short tempers. They have poor eating habits. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are the ways that uh, their stress gets the better of them because they have no one to, you know, again, confide in. About 30% of the people admitted that they're more prone to crying when they're stressed and that there's, they have preferred places for letting a few tears out, you know, where they're crying. About Half of the people uh, in these studies stated that they cried in their car 
while uh, a little less than half have shed tears at a family event, and more than a third of them have even cried at their job. They go into their job and cry. Now, I, I couldn't see whether it was they cried in front of their coworkers or cried privately. I would assume that they're crying in their office or crying someplace privately. Some people have said that they're walking down the street uh, and here's my favorite, the grocery store rounded out the other most common places that people cry. Now, I've never seen anybody, I, I have to be honest with you, I haven't seen grownups crying in the grocery stores. And I haven't seen many people walking down the street crying. But uh, hey, maybe they're talking about in big cities or different grocery stores than I go to. But this is what people are saying. I'm starting to sound like Donald Trump. I have a friend and he's saying people are saying. No, this is what the study is saying. Uh, you know, now for all this stress, for all this lack of ability to confide in, confide in people, and in our country, man, we've got therapists out the wazoo. According to the studies, there's still a stigma surrounding mental health and therapy. And almost 40% of the people, uh, you, know, you know, in this study said they would like to attend regular therapy sessions, but they said that there was a stigma attached to that and uh, uh, they, they didn't think they could do it. Uh, you know, and they also had a lot of really outdated assumptions about that. Uh, they thought that it's, you know, like the stuff that you see, uh, you know, from the 1940s with, you know, laying on a couch and talking about your childhood or talking to someone who looks like Professor Fafufnik with a white coat and a long beard. And, you know, the, you know, the, you know, Ludwig van Drake or something like that from uh, Walt Disney. Uh, you know, many of the respondents, uh, you know, said that the high cost of therapy prevent them from exploring it, exploring it further. Uh, a lot of people thought that they had to go through all kinds of deep rooted traumas uh, and things like that, uh, which they don't really have to do. There's all kinds of therapy. There's cognitive behavioral therapy where, you know, after you go over, you know, you have to find out some things about somebody, their medical history, some of the things about their life. So if you're a good clinician, at least in my opinion, as a psychologist, you, you don't have to go delve into everything. But then you want to ask people what, you know, is the chief complaint? What, why are they here? What are things going on? And there's a way to find out uh, of those things. And then you want to check the perceptions out and come up with a plan, a behavioral plan, what you can do about it. It's, it's kind of um, a little bit more sophisticated version, a little bit more intensive version of a life coaching kind of a thing. And making sure uh, that the person doesn't have a physical problem or some other medical problem that's making them, uh, you know, maybe see things and, or experience things unrealistically. You know, those kinds of things. A lot of people say they don't have enough time. They can't fit it into their schedule. Uh, with this new thing, uh, you know, where people don't have fixed schedules, they have these um, employer dependent schedules about when the algorithm says that you're needed. Uh, th those things. Lots of people who have a problem confiding in other people think that their troubles aren't serious enough to really go to a therapist. You know, they downplay them uh, or to confide in other people. How sad is that? Isn't that if, if you're one of the people out there or you're, you're, you're a person like me? I, I know there's been a few times in my life, I, you know, I've been lucky. I have a lot of friends who are therapists or, I, you know, I have people that I, I can just talk to that I know are very, that can do the same for me in terms of advice. Uh, and I do the same for them, so I'm at a, 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 an advantage. But if I had to go to a traditional therapist, uh, and I haven't needed to do that, 
uh, yeah, I think I'd feel uh, uh, I, I, I'd feel a little bit uncomfortable like anybody else, even though that's what I do. You know, it's like a doctor going to see another doctor. You know, you, you, you when you're when you're a patient or a client versus the person in control or the person delivering the service, it has a whole different flavor to it. So yeah. And this thing about not confiding, and this thing about loneliness, that the, the, the shows that the people liked here on loneliness, this inability to confide in people, to not know how to, to arrange for somebody to be in your corner, to help you, uh, you know, with the challenges in life, is, is a big stressor to people. And those stresses come out particularly around the holiday times. So... Maybe you're one of those people, and just thinking is is not just about shows about Trump and uh, you know funny stories where don't let the uh, you know I touch the monkey on the behind or yuck 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 is you know, and those are wonderful. They're all true, and you have got your own true experiences. But it's also about the things that uh, make us human beings, and you know confiding in in, in other people, uh, the type of friendships we have, the type of values we have, those are all things that are contingent or dependent upon. The point in history that we're living, uh, you, you know, if we were living in 1950, uh, again, when I was born, uh, the world would be a different place. And you, you might not be confiding in people because it would be frowned upon that you're not handling your own problems. It wouldn't be a result of being in virtual reality on the Internet or talking on your cell phone constantly and not being around other human beings. You know, there's different reasons for the why different things happen. But when this holiday season comes around, um, whether you're, uh, you know, sitting in front of uh, the TV with an artificial fire or you're trying to be around other human beings, which, you know, there's no reason you can't do both. And, and that's the best of all worlds to have all your fun with the modern technology to celebrate the holidays in a new way, but also to maybe not throw out the traditions and wisdom of normal human interaction. And one of those things is confiding in other people, being close to other people, finding ways if you're not, uh, and, and you desire that, to be around other people. Uh, and that, that isn't using anybody. That's just being a normal human being. So, you know, this thing about with therapy, what prevents people from attending therapy? in their minds according to the study. Again, just to let you know, people will say that the largest one is that they don't have any time. The second most important one, about 26% say, my, my problems aren't serious enough. A third reason is what people say all the time. I've always found this as a therapist and I would feel the same way. It, they're too embarrassed. Maybe your husband or wife has cheated on you with your best friend or your brother, or maybe you have uh, some type of sexual problem or you were molested or some such terrible thing. Uh, while it may be very common for a medical professional or a mental health professional to talk about these things, it isn't a piece of cake for you. You know, it's like a, being a police officer. You're seeing people shot or people in miserable situations all day long. But the first time, you know, you've ever been molested or robbed or mugged or something like that, if you've never had that happen, it's a, a hard, it's a surreal experience for you. Other people don't know how to find a therapist or a good therapist. And uh, a lot of other people don't want anyone else to find out about this. 
You know, you don't want anybody else to find out that you've been a bad boy or a bad girl or you've got a, a serious disease or you uh, cheated on your spouse uh, or whatever it is, you know, that you're depressed about or, you know, did something uh, that you consider just just dreadful, you know. What are the good reasons that people feel or why people wish they attended therapy for what particular reasons? What are, what are the kind of problems do they have? Uh, and this might be you with needing to confide in somebody. It's just a few things and then I'll wrap the show up, but I, I hope it'll be helpful for this holiday season. Grieving the loss of a loved one. I know I've lost both my parents in the past few years and I've lost my oldest daughter. And uh, Jesus, that ain't no fun. And uh, during the holiday times, uh, it's a very difficult time or when things are fresh and new. I have a couple of people who are family members who had miscarriages or had, had young babies who died within the first five or six months. Uh, and uh, they still seem to be grieving them several years later. Some people feel generally depressed around the holidays or other times during the year. And that might be a, a medical condition. Uh, it might be something, uh, you know, that is not due to any life event, but it has to do to something, you know, uh, medically with you. Other people are wonderful. They, they're very happy. They, they have lots of good things going, but they're really struggling financially. And it's a stressor and they just don't know what they're going to do. Other people, uh, I know I've been divorced. Uh, it certainly is not a nice experience at all. And I can tell you the first, uh, you know, holiday season after being divorced, that wasn't a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't fun seeing families together and you're not. It wasn't fun disrupting the lives of your children and, and your loved ones and the history of your family if you've been married a long time like I was. Uh, it's a traumatic experience, uh, you know, a breakup. And speaking of that, traumatic experiences in general. Maybe you've been, maybe you got diagnosed with cancer. Maybe you were in a terrible car accident or something like that. You know, maybe, you know, you were in a shooting or you were molested or something. Those things are dreadful and uh, they're very, very hard to deal with. Caring for someone with an illness uh, where you get caretaker fatigue and burnout. Uh, that's a that's a tough one. I've been on national, uh, you know, um, shows with that with Dave Masani and Neil Haley, and uh, you know, spoken about that with caregiver fatigue, stress at work. Maybe your job has changed the the, the mission statement of your business, or people are on notice that uh, the company may be closing down. That's uh, terrible to be sure, and 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 you need to. To confide in somebody, you're afraid. Maybe you don't have any skills for another job or when you lose a job. You know, that can be, uh, that's another one of those things get, that can be perfectly dreadful to people and create a lot of stress. You lose your job and you don't know how you're going to get another one. These all rank about the same, the ones I've been going over. And then one that happens a great deal in the holidays or it seems to come out at the holidays, a falling out with a family member or friend. You know, you get into a fight with your brother or your parents or your in-laws or somebody like that or your children. And then they're not coming over for Hanukkah or Christmas or a birthday party or your retirement or whatever the hell it is. And uh, it causes a lot of stress and a lot of heartache. And if you don't have anybody to confide in and the holidays are coming along, 
it's a big deal. So what do you think? Yeah, this is a, a good show to take a listen to a second time, uh, you know, or share it with a friend. And if you don't have anybody to uh, confide in, and the holidays are uh, on the uh, are on the horizon. Maybe that's something for the new year that you want to work on. Maybe you want to you know join a club or you know get involved with some of your friends that you haven't in a while. Maybe you want to find some new friends. Maybe you want to join a church or a synagogue or something or a support group. Uh, maybe you. Um, uh, check out if you have insurance and there's some type of support group or a counselor or a therapist or something or a volunteer program or, or all of the above. And you start increasing the options that you'll have a, another human being to to express some of your feelings and, and, and let some of the steam off uh, of the things that are bubbling up inside of you. So anyway, I'm glad I had this chance to confide my concern with you. And that's why I love podcasting, because, yeah, I, I guess I do get, you know, I'm just thinking about it live on the air with you. I do get to confide a tremendous amount with all of you. And for that, I thank you and send my love to you. And if you want to confide something to me <laughs> at no charge at all, uh, if you have an idea regarding the show, we have a reaction to the show. Why don't you send me a comment? To Stan Wangland. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. And I promise you I will respond back to you. Okay? And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, a patron rather, of the program, we have a Patreon account. You can go to www.patreon.com slash Stan Wangland and check that out. See if you want to become a patron of the program so that we can expand into with different servers and different platforms. But you'll still get all this stuff for free as you always do, even if you don't become a patron. I appreciate you just listening to the show. Anyway, you have a good one, and our next show will be out soon. But enjoy this uh, show today. I enjoyed doing it with you. So I'll catch you later. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S Wanglin. That's at S Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at www.podcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. 
Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. <laughs> 